This is Taiwan Talk. This is Taiwan Talk on ICRT. Hey there, welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Alex Lewis. This week I sat down and spoke with Elisa Chu, founder and CEO of Anchor Taiwan. Anchor Taiwan is a 30-day residency program for international professionals, entrepreneurs, and location-independent professionals. The goal is to help them experience and succeed in Asia with a two-pronged approach focusing on cultural immersion and business insights. For the month of June, Anchor Taiwan is working with their first batch of cohorts, and despite being battered by the plum rains, events are going smoothly. Here's our conversation. Elisa, thank you for joining me. Hi, thank you for having me. No problem. How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Okay. Uh, so could you give our listeners a little background about yourself? Sure. My name is Elisa, born and raised in Taiwan. I finished my whole high school here before moving to Canada for my undergrad and grad school. And afterwards, um, got recruited to move to Hong Kong and started my career in finance. Before, well, after several years, then I decided to leave that world and travel around the world, then settle myself in the Silicon Valley. How long did you live there for? I sort of started having a base there since the end of 2014. And then ever since then, flying back and forth in between Taipei, San Francisco, and still a bit of Hong Kong as well. So you are the founder of Anchor Taiwan, That's right. right. Uh, can you give us a little background on, on what Anchor Taiwan is? Sure. Anchor Taiwan is a program. Um, it's like a 30-day residency program for international startups and professionals to basically give them an opportunity to immerse themselves in Asia, and in this case, Taiwan for two major reasons, um, one cultural immersion and the other one uh, business insights. So in terms of uh, cultural immersion, are you looking for people that haven't been to Taiwan before? It depends. Actually, in our program, there are people who have never been to Asia at all. Um, there are also people who actually have Asian roots, even Taiwanese roots, but who are interested in coming to Taiwan to further explore their heritage. So I would say it's a mixture of both. So how do you pick the participants in the program? That's a great question. Um, we have an application process. So basically, there's a simple form on our website that our applicants will fill out. It's actually uh, about basically their professional background, their stories, um, how like who they are, how they have come to where they are today. And after that, if we think there's a potential fit with the applicants, then um, I reach out to them. And then we usually, if um, let's say we're both in San Francisco, then uh, we try to grab coffee to get to know each other a little bit. I try to get to understand why they are interested in the program and why they want to come to Taiwan. And um, if they're somewhere else in the world, then we try to have a video call to do the same. So you're very hands-on with the recruitment process for the for the participants. Yes, because I am I care a lot about having a curated community. And I think that's one of the most important and uh, valuable components for Anchor Taiwan. That's why I think it's one of the most valuable part, which is why I spend a lot of time curating and selecting the people that I think would be um, the good fits into the program. So when did the program start? Is it is it recent? Yes, we started? Um, we started getting ready from the beginning of the year. And currently, we actually have our first batch in Taiwan at the moment. So we have people, this batch is really special in a sense that every single person actually um, has different heritages. So we have people, and many of them live and work in the States at the moment, but we have people with heritage from Belarus, Ukraine, um, France, Brazil, Iran even. So, so it's a very diverse crowd. Yes. A very, very yes. diverse group. Yes. Incredibly diverse. 
And so uh, for people who are listening at this moment means June of 2017. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what type of, what type of events um, are they being put through or what type of events are they experiencing? Mm. As I mentioned, because we have two major focuses, cultural immersion and business insights. So all of our events were curated and designed to achieve those two goals. And in addition to that, because I hope that I can bring this international talent and startup um, founders or professionals and integrate them with the local communities here in Taiwan, so with the local young and talented people as well. So basically, our events kind of like circle around those two areas. Uh, we actually have events with the startup communities here. Say, for example, uh, Purple Cow Startup Association hosted us for our welcome party. And we will also be having a sharing session for our members to share about what they have learned, what they have experiences, the projects they have been working on at the end of the program. And we also have some cultural elements. Say, for example, uh, we invited two TEDx speakers to come to have a salon with our members so that we can talk about design, culture, even like Aboriginal indigenous culture in Taiwan. And um, we visited some of the biggest companies in Taiwan as well, like facilities of Foxconn, Lidon, uh, Wistron, HTC, etc. So it's a mixture of business, culture, and um, explorations here in Taiwan. So this is like a specialized guided tour for them to experience Taiwan? Yeah, I often sort of feel like it's kind of hard to put this program into a specific category because in a way, it's not really a traditional travel program because a lot of these people, they are startup founders, they are entrepreneurs, they have very specific needs and reason or things that they would like to achieve in Taiwan. That's why we, at the moment, keep the program very small so that we can be very customized. Um, during the interview, before we select them into the program, we ask them what they want to achieve in Taiwan. And basically for the program, the curation part, we try to make that happen. Could you tell me about how you customize your program for one of the people that are uh, participating in it? So as I mentioned, because it's a very tailor-made program, very high-touch, we try to really understand each member's needs and uh, what they would like to achieve in Taiwan. So in a way, we try to make their dreams come true. In, in Taiwan. And one of our members for our first batch, she's particularly passionate about VR and, and in particular using VR for good. So knowing that and VR, basically the biggest connection with Taiwan, I guess, internationally would be HTC's Vive. So we try to make our way in and try to establish our connections through previous relationships. And last week, we actually just took our cohorts to HTC's Vive X demo day in Taipei. So we met with teams from all over Asia, actually from Australia, Korea, Japan, even China. So our members basically got this experience to experience um, really cutting edge technology and also establish connections and relationship with um, other startup funders and also professionals at HTC as well. Mm, so what other kind of events does the program offer? Uh, maybe an example of something that's not business related? I can probably give two other examples. Uh, one with our collaboration with Global Shapers. I don't know if you know of Global Shapers. They're under the World Economics Forums. So basically in all major cities in the world, um, they have different chapters for young professionals who care about sustainability, about global impact, global issues to come together to discuss and try to make things happen. So we collaborated with Global Shapers, but as I said, we tried to make our experiences unique and fun. So 
instead of just, I guess, having a social events together, we actually brainstorm on what we can do together. So the ideas ranged from going for a hike, going for beach cleaning, and eventually we decided that, hey, you know, like Taiwan is actually really strong in recycling. A lot of people don't really know much about that. So, like, say, for example, just to give an idea, the recycling rate for Taiwan is 55%. Well, it's 15.15 in the U.S. So we decided to do something so that our members can meet other cool people uh, from Global Shapers and at the same time get to know a bit more in terms of our recycling capacity in Taiwan. So we went to visit this recycling glass facility in Xinzhu with Global Shapers to understand how they make it happen, like how Taiwan becomes became actually the second best in the world when it comes to glass recycling. So only second to Sweden and followed by Japan. So it was a fun experience. And then afterwards, of course, always experiences in Taiwan cannot be completed without food. So afterwards, we went to basically around the train station, um, night markets for food. But that's kind of like one example you know, in terms of the collaborations that we do with local communities and combining actual learning and tour to make it educational, but also fun. Yeah, that's something that I didn't know about Taiwan, that we were second in glass recycling. Yeah, we're, it's pretty amazing. They make glass into construction material and also arts. So it's pretty incredible. I have a lot of respect um, of the workers on the fields after knowing how they make it happen. Yeah, And, and this came to be because you wanted to take uh, your cohorts from the program from Anchor Taiwan to to different things and see different parts of Taiwan. Yes, yes. We actually, in addition to cultural immersion, business insights, mainly based in Taipei, we also have excursions. So one example would be this week, actually, we're heading to Hualien. But in addition to National Tarakot Park, um, Qixintan, and this typical beautiful spots that people will get to. Like the usual tourist attractions. The usual tourist attractions. We try to make it more we try to make their experience more in-depth. So we're taking them to visit an Aboriginal tribe, actually. One night, we're actually camping at the Aboriginal tribe, and we're going to learn from the people from their communities in terms of how they coexist with the nature, how they identify different plants, herbs, even like before, how they actually hunt. So we want to learn about their culture and how and the, their lives. And we're also taking our people for hiking to this Drelu old road so that they can really get to experience the natural beauty in Taiwan as well. So it's not just coming over and sitting behind a desk or going to business meetings. They're actually no, going out no, there. No, yeah. We want to provide really a very holistic experience. In a way, I think I'm trying to provide sort of like the ideal way of living. So in addition to working um, during the day, because it's a, a program for a lot of professionals. So that's why we also provide a co-working space. So most of our events take place in the evening or over the weekends. So during the day, a lot of our members, their founders, they're managing their companies or their professionals. They're working during the day at the co-working space. And then in the evening and also over the weekends, we basically have all sorts of different um, activities and events arranged for them. So what was the challenge you faced in starting the Anchor Taiwan program? And uh, and why did you think the program was worthwhile to do? I think the biggest challenge so far is um, still on the outreach, the marketing 
website. To put the program together, of course, there's、uh, a lot of hard work behind the scene to coordinate with all of the different partners and、um, communities here in Taiwan. But I think the the real challenge is that after you put the program together, how do you actually sell the program? How do you promote Taiwan? And how do you actually persuade all of these top talents to come to Taiwan instead of? Other cities in the world, there are a lot of choices, and I think one of the major reasons for me to start the the program Anchor Taiwan is that being in the Silicon Valley, I noticed that quite a lot of my friends who are successful entrepreneurs, they become more and more location independent.、Um, they might still have a base in the Silicon Valley, but then they want to explore the world. They want to understand different cultures when they're still young. They don't want to wait until they retire. So more and more, I noticed that they will start. Spending a couple months in Colombia, a couple months in Czech Republic, a couple months in Thailand, but then not a lot of them are coming to Taiwan. While I feel like Taiwan actually has a lot to offer, so、um, the biggest challenge would be to identify the people who、um, basically would potentially achieve something either personally or professionally in Taiwan, and to give them a compelling reason and also、um, to design a program that would help them succeed. So, what are some of the reasons that You、uh, give them to come to Taiwan instead of other countries like Hong Kong or Shanghai,、mm. or you know. Yeah, great question.、Um, because it's a very tailor-made program. So each、um, candidates or each applicant, they tend to have different goals that they want to achieve. But I would say in general, there are a few different categories. One of them,、um, given Taiwan traditionally has really strong. Hardware capacity. So、um, one direction of our outreach is actually with hardware founders. So, say for example, there are a lot of、um, founders who have very successful campaigns on Indiegogo or Kickstarters. But then after they design the pro,、um, the products, they might not really know how to manufacture them, or they might not really know where to find the right factories or. Or suppliers, and Taiwan actually is an awesome place for that because Taiwan is free.、Um, there's kind of like no censorship, and at the same time, we have a lot of factories, a lot of like long history in in hardware, and a lot of companies they do have experiences working with startups. So hardware is one area, and another area would be、um, basically for people who are interested in getting to know more about Asia in general or like about China. Taiwan is actually a Really good base.、Um, basically, we have really modern infrastructure, but at the same time,、um, because we're small, so that's also the advantage. It's very easy for us to get to the nature.、Um, we have basically a long history, shared the similar、um, history with China, but at the same time, we have a lot of outside influences, like with Japan, Dutch, Spanish,、um, and United States, and all that. So it's basically a place with a fusion of cultures. And the cost of living here is relative to other places、um, a lot lower. Exactly. I always feel like Taiwan has got a bit of everything, and that's why it's so unique. So we also try to do that in our program, and I believe that we should live in a more holistic way. It shouldn't be just working or just not working. So we try to really find that perfect blend, and. Within 30 days, we try to showcase、um, our business capacity, but at the same time, our natural beauty and our cultural heritage as well. 
I actually wanted to talk to you about uh, brain drain or the problem that Taiwan is facing with Taiwanese citizens going overseas for higher education or work, and then they just end up staying overseas. Uh, I feel like Anchor Taiwan is a program that could help alleviate this problem in the long term uh, by helping make Taiwan a destination uh, for startups and entrepreneurs and just, you know, just cultivating a job opportunities here. So what do you think about the brain drain problem? And uh, do you see your program as something that might combat that? That's a huge topic. Um, I think I can give my personal experience or observation. In a way, I think I fit into the category of people that you just described. I went to Canada for my education and afterwards got recruited to move to Hong Kong. So pretty much my entire previous career in finance was all overseas. However, when I started putting Anchor Taiwan together, I actually was very touched um by basically a lot of other people similar to me with similar background who started coming back to Taiwan, to this land, to this island, and started doing different things in different areas. So I think one of the missions or goals of Anchor Taiwan is to provide this platform so that we can identify other young, talented, ambitious people working in different fields and act as a platform to basically identify and um, almost kind of like consolidate this and showcase to the world. So say, for example, um, we partner with um, different service providers from co-working space accommodation to um, tour operators to different communities um, builders, basically, to um, put the program together. And many of these service providers or organizations, they're actually put together by people with similar background like myself. And I started seeing that some of us sort of see this as our unique responsibility because we have seen the world outside, but we also understand our own island and our own um, home country. And that's why I think uh, we are uniquely positioned to to do this. And at the same time, um, as you mentioned, I think um, one of the major reasons that I want to integrate this international talent with the local communities is to really bring in this outside external stimulation and inspiration and to provide this vessel for more conversations, for more cross-border collaborations. So Anchor Taiwan is still relatively new. You just started your uh, your program now and your first batch is just coming in. Do you see any, any areas where you would need more resources or you've seen places where that you could improve or anything like that um, as of now? Sure. We are sure that we still have a lot of areas that we can further improve and be better. Weekly, we actually send out feedback forms to our members to try to get their feedbacks in terms of each event, how can we do better, and what events are more relevant to them, and which events are not so relevant. Uh, I would say in terms of the resources in Taiwan, because we're really trying to deliver this really unique and curated experience for our friends from all over the world. So if you run an organization that would have interest in connecting with international talent or startup, or maybe um, facilitating their experiences, either in business or in cultural immersion, 
that would be really interesting to start some conversation. And abroad, I would say overseas, if you know of people who might have connections with, say, for example, either communities or e- even corporates or universities that might have people that would be a good fit into the Anchor Taiwan program, we're always interested in having a chat with them to understand either how to better design our program to fit the needs of um, the people in their communities or potentially to tailor-made something for people um, in their organizations. Uh, so what are some of the goals, uh, long-term and short-term, for the program, the participants, and where you, where you see Anchor Taiwan in a few years? I think short-term, frankly, what I care about is to really identify the candidates with the most caliber, with people who are community-driven, who are compassionate in addition to their professional achievements, and at the same time, really deliver the most meaningful experiences for them while they're in Taiwan. And that involves what we just talked about, um, identify in the right local partners and being very thoughtful in terms of what goes into the program itself. Mid to long term, I hope that more businesses um, can really consider coming to Taiwan, either to hire, to recruit, or to eventually set up um, an entity or to start doing more business with the suppliers here in Taiwan. But of course, I believe that every business connection or every business relationship starts from human-to-human, face-to-face connection. That's also why at this stage for the 30 days in Taiwan, I think that's the focus. I think before we go into, you know, the actual contract or numbers, I think it's more important for people to get to know Taiwan, to get to know the people here, and to have that direct connection and relationship with the people, with experiences, with different organizations here. And I believe that um, Taiwan has a lot to offer. It's just that a lot of people don't really know about it. And once they know, organically, more and more people, more and more businesses hopefully will come. Thanks, Elisa. No problem. My pleasure. That was my conversation with Lisa Chu, founder and CEO of Anchor Taiwan. Thanks for listening to this week's Taiwan Talk. I'm Alex Lewis.